Hello, listener. What you're about to hear is a What Are We Do Show patron unlock. This is material which our Patreon supporters have early access to. If you'd like to experience these episodes when they're at their freshest, become a What Are We Do Show patron today at patreon.com slash W-A-R-U-I-D-E-S-H-O-U. Friends, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and NBs, to Warui Desho's second stream. It is Kabukicho Sherlock Case File 221, Episode 7. The Subtle Doctor is here, Shadon is here. We are coming to you from we we've a, a scientifically impossible feat has has occurred. We're coming to you from two different days. It is Wednesday here. In Nashville, Tennessee, but in Manchester, it is Thursday. Shadon has braved uh, the early morning hours. It is ass o'clock in the morning where he is currently, but mm-hmm. dedication, Holmes. He's up. He's here. He's ready and jazzed to talk about detecting. <laughs> Shadon. <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort there, Doc, and you were doing really, really well until you said jazzed, and, like, this is not the first time I've been up in the ridiculously early hours of the morning to talk about anime. Um, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, by the way, folks, I apologize. Uh, but <laughs> jazzed, jazzed about Kabuki Show Sherlock is uh, it's a fictive statement. There's, uh, <laughs> th- there's some dubious elements to that, I will say that much. It's hard to get that way on, you know, nine hours rest and a full meal, and you know, when you're when you're sound, let alone when you're groggy and uh, barely alive. <laughs> so we're gonna try to power through. Um, Sounds like my ground state. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> so we're gonna try to power through. Um, we're doing this because uh, holiday. In America, uh, we're both off work, though, so um, recording schedule for me is weird. You would think it would mean we can record at more convenient times, but actually, for me, it's not the case. Yeah, um, Doc has to look after his three other children, never mind me. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, that is so, and uh, we spent today walking around various stores, sort of... Being like, all right, kids, tell us what you want for Christmas, and we'll take pictures of it so that other people can know what you want. And that's how we spent a number of hours today. Very, very exciting. Um, But speaking of very exciting, let's talk about this anime series, Shadon. Let's talk about episode seven, Wife Looks Into the Future. Okay. All right. Let me just... I just want to comment on this episode title. It needs a colon, Shadon. <laughs> now, where you put the colon is up for debate. I could see wife, colon, looks into the future. I could see, like, wife looks into, colon, the future. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could do it. But just wife looks into the future. Something about it just looks off. Well, that's isn't that like you know a perfect metaphor for the show itself? <laughs> it is. Uh, it definitely is. 
I think. Um, well, so, Shadon, will you be able in your current state to tell us about uh, a scandal in Bohemia, the Conan Dula story that this episode is, in fact... Well, I say in fact, but I'm pretty sure it's based on that. Oh, right? it, I, I, I can confirm it absolutely is based on it, like right down to various plot points that happen in it. So the show's caved, folks. It's finally given in. It's given in to the temptation that so many Sherlock writers face, which is, do I include Irene Adler or not? And it's done it. It took them seven episodes, but they finally gave up and just decided, screw it, we're introducing it because why not? Okay, technically she was introduced in the post credits scene of episode 6, but this is her first actual appearance. Also, I'm currently running on, like, empty, so fuck it, who cares? Um, but yeah, in the original story, basically, Sherlock was the bad guy, or one of the bad guys in that one, because Irene, like, had blackmail material on the King of Bohemia, uh, like, when they had a little love affair going on, and... All she had really wanted to do was just to keep it to protect herself, never to actually extort anything out of him. Uh, indeed, when she leaves at the end of the story, uh, which is something that often does not survive, uh, adaptation into other uh, Sherlock works, mm. usually she then returns infinitesimal amount of times because people, like, you know, are obsessed with her. Uh, but when she leaves, she leaves just to get married to some guy and just live happily in peace and seclusion without, you know, mixing it up with uh, the royalty of Bohemia anymore. So... Sherlock's actually operating, like, as a third party who's, like, against the right, like, the, as in, you know, the moral right here, like, you know, who is who is in the right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens, of course, and you're probably more aware of the story than I am right now, is that <laughs> Irene outwits him. Uh, she figures out ahead of time, even though he actually manages to sneak into her um, house in a disguise, which is replicated in this episode. And... Uh, she figures out that Sherlock has got him for it and manages to make a break with the evidence before he actually manages to steal it from her. And actually leaves her li- leaves him a little note saying, um, Ha ha. Gotcha. <laughs> well, no, you know, there's so many words. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Um, the whole idea of that particular story was twofold. First off, it was to show the corruption of the ruling class, or to suggest that. Uh, and who would have, you know, corruption of a ruling class and a political elite... I don't buy it. I don't buy. I don't buy it then. I don't buy it now. How about Un- you? Unrealistic. I mean, Completely. this is too far fetched for it. Otherwise grounded series. I <laughs> points off. Exactly. Exactly. So there's that, and then also you have to consider it in the time it was written. This was like the late 1800s. Women didn't even have the vote yet. At least not in the UK at that time, and. It's very progressive if you consider that time frame, like, you know, how it portrays Adler as, you know, someone who is smarter than, you know, Conan Doyle's own, you know, mental wizard Sherlock Holmes. And that's why I think people have kind of lost their shit about her over the collectively over the course of writing new Sherlock material over time mm-hmm. and overstated her importance a little bit. And when I say that, I don't mean in sense of like, you know academically like to review her as an important character at the time. She was, absolutely, don't get me wrong. But people, you know, when they're writing these stories, they think, well, Sherlock's awesome, but she's even more awesome. And that sometimes leads them to do things like, you know, have Irene be constantly one-ups by Sherlock in these new works. Uh, looking at you, Stephen Moffat. <laughs> you know, yep. Is there, any, is there yeah. anything you touch that doesn't turn to shit? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. What's Imagine the if, new... If, what? Imagine if you were King Midas, but uh-huh. you instead didn't make gold, but shit. <laughs> the anti-Midas. The anti-Midas. Um, Sadim. What is oh, that? Is Midas dear. backwards? Sadim. Um, <laughs> Sad Moffat. <laughs> exactly. Was isn't he doing a new something? What's it, the new thing he's doing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably writing some shit somewhere. I, it's, even if this were like you know. A podcast I was doing on a full tank of sleep and also more caffeine, I probably still wouldn't give two shits about what Moffat is doing. It's true. If I'm it's quite true. honest. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, well, uh, Miss Adler is not the only other uh, beloved Sherlock character to mm-hmm. come sashaying in to Kabukicho. Uh, brother Mycroft Holmes also shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this episode, he is the one uh, who brings the case to them. Um, gosh, 
Mycroft, to my memory, was not actually in the original story at all. <laughs> Is he just a totally new creation? No, no, he's he was a, a, oh, a so character from mechanic, but but not in Scandal in Bohemia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like it was literally just Holmes and Watson and the King, and that's really about it. Uh, I don't think Mycroft was, if he was actually in the canon at that point, he certainly wasn't in the story from my memory. And this is the point where someone will just like karate kick me through my window <laughs> and be like, "No, you're wrong." And I'm like, "If that's if I'm wrong, fair enough." Um, but yeah, no, Mycroft is a new addition to the uh, to this, and I guess like you know they thought, well, it's like a buy one get one free sale. We're gonna bring one <laughs> new character, and we might as well bring the other. Yeah, for sure. Um, so welcome, Mycroft, annihilating mm-hmm. Irene, mm-hmm. rather. Uh, and uh, like apart from offer them uh the case, them being the detectives and the the bar pipe cat. Um, he didn't really get to do too much. I mean, we see like that Sherlock is um intimidated by him, or at least I guess annoyed by him, and he's able to manipulate uh Sherlock into taking the case because he knows he wants the super rare Rakugo card. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like these two, I I don't know if they have much of anything in common, Irene and Mycroft, but they do sort of stand as new obstacles to Sherlock like that have some previous with him and so maybe that'll add um I don't know some interesting wrinkles to the story Mycroft certainly totally got one over on him whereas by the end of this one we kind of thought Irene might and she did for a second but Sherlock ended up uh, outwitting her uh by by credits end which I was a little disappointed by it's say. it's so it's standard at this point, uh, which doesn't make it right. I should stress, but I'll get into that later. Um, but the actual plot uh, of this episode, at least, because I believe is a two-parter, uh, follows at least in terms of the actual structure and the broad events pretty closely to what happened in Scandal in Bohemia. Um, I'm not, of course, referring to the sex spots that you get involved <laughs> in this. They definitely weren't a part of uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's original story. But the, you know, the, f- the, way it's all, the way it's all set up, which is take the case, infiltrate through use of disguise. Uh, I don't think Watson actually even accompanied Holmes on that particular journey. Though. I think it was just literally Holmes getting into Irene's home via disguise. Um, and then Holmes comes back later to try and get the uh, photograph, in, as it was in the original, and this time around it's a USB drive. Um, and it's gone. Uh, and then, of course... That's the point in which the actual original story diverges from the way the show's taking it, that Irene disappears out of Sherlock canon, as envisioned by Doyle, forever, until people decide not to leave well enough alone. Otherwise, the actual broad plot is pretty close, and that will lead me to a talking point as well with how we have replaced the King of Bohemia with someone else, who I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't like the, the Mr... Uh... Mr. AI, sex doll, man. No, no, the mayor. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Um. Well, I just, just to be clear, like, um, at least on my stance on this. So I understand the idea that, um, well, Irene, if you, if you take the Arthur Conan Doyle stories and make a pie chart out of sort of character time, sort of the equivalent of screen time, I guess, but in a book, Adler is going to be a very small slice of the pie. Uh, And so I get that. And I understand like relative to other characters, you know, it seems like based on, you know, time featured in the universe, she's unimportant. But I don't mind people adapting the story and giving her more of an important role. I think it's sort of when we see it done the same way over and over, maybe it gets a little tired for people who um, read a lot of of Sherlock. Uh, I just uh, or watch a lot of Sherlock stuff, I guess. But like, I think that idea is pretty common in a lot of like grassroots fandom movements like um, you know, fans will see, I don't know, like a certain ship or 
a certain kind of minor character or a certain flavor of scene that doesn't sort of get a lot of time compared to the rest of what's in it. But like that is their hook. That's what really grabs Mm -hmm. them in. And then they kind of uh, spin that up, you know, in in various ways of the fandom, whether it's fan fiction, doujinshi, um, you know, fan games, whatever. So like I'm I respect that. Like I don't have a problem with, you know, Adler kind of begetting like all these adaptations where her role is increased from the original. I don't mind that so much. It's like kind of what they do with it, maybe where the, the issues yep. would come in. Yep. Here's my beef with this, right? As you've rightly said though, Doc, I have no issue in principle with Adler getting an increased prominence in additional derivative works. Derivative meaning, of course, just this you know, spun off from the original, not necessarily the, a statement on quality. Mm. What I have an issue with is that it tends to be that people do this with Adler for two reasons, uh, and not a third reason, which they really should be doing it for. Uh, one of which is just simply as fan service, like, hey, you remember this character. Like, you know, how, look at how cool and important she is. Like, and that's the most superficial kind of, like, derivation of, of ex- or expansion of a character from the original. And then there's the other, which is just that, you know, it's the same pitfall I told you about in the previous ones, uh, previous uh, episodes we've covered, which is how do you make a character competent? You either make them competent by showing them being competent, or you make everyone else look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ties in with the original if you do it with Adler, because Adler is so well known from Sherlock Hand as being the one who definitively beat him that, oh, if we twist it on its head, it turns out that Sherlock's actually got the one up on it. It just makes him look even more smart and incredible. And I'm, and I'm so tired of that shit. I'm so <laughs> tired of all that kind of crap. I mean, you know I've complained about stuff like that in other anime that I've watched, unfortunately, where characters are made to look good by having else look shit. But then you go one step further with an established character like that, where you literally undo the very point of her existence to prove a point that was already well stated about over the main character. And I'm just like, you're such a fucking hack if you do that. <laughs> I'm just, just calling you out there. It really am. So what people should be doing... And I know this is going to sound crazy, folks, so you might want to take a deep breath for this one. But if you're going to give Irene Adler increased prominence in the show, the reason you should do it is to tell a good story. No. Blew your fucking minds out, didn't I? (laughs) Some galaxy brain shit right there, buddy. That's that's fucking... Calm down. Calm down. Drink another cup of coffee. (laughs) My God. So, yeah, that's my beef with all of the Adler stuff. And I don't really have a good idea of what they currently want to do with her because they've literally yeah. followed the plot of Bohemia pretty much until its conclusion. At this point, anything they do with her from here on out is going to be a deviation from the original, which in itself can be fine. Uh, what I do not want them to do is just to have her fuck up for the sake of making Sherlock look intelligent. Because that's just incredibly lazy. And annoyingly, <sighs> this episode is lazy for uh, for a couple yeah. of reasons. Uh, one of which I will go to momentarily, which really, really fucks me off when I saw it. Well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it did feel like at the end, she did kind of do a stupid, <laughs> and and yeah, Sherlock got to got to end up looking good because a she was defenseless when the you know random uh, razor blade guy uh, showed up. And mm-hmm. he, he got to step in, and B, he sort of outfought her. Said, well, I know you. I know you're careful, so I'm sure you had this on your person. Um, But then he also double outfought her, because he, like, gave the fake drive to uh someone else, uh, and he kept the real one so that he could get the password from her, which, I mean, I guess, like, in a way, is her sort of being a, a step ahead of everyone else by encrypting it. Um, but I don't know. The sort of tone of the end of the episode did feel like, ah, 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 Irene, don't try to outsmart the smartest boy. It really depends on what they're going to do with it next. I mean, like I say, the reason that Irene had that original blackmail material, as I remember it from the original story, was just to keep herself safe. Um it didn't ultimately lead to like the king being brought down or anything like that in the mm-hmm. story's run. Uh, whereas that seems to be what they plan to do with this one, with the mayor specifically, because it's the mayor that you know she was involved with. So is now a good time for me to talk about the mayor and why yeah, I hate this. Fire away. 
because I'm just going to come out and say it. The mayor looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> he really does. And here's he the thing. He super does. And the thing is, what was Donald Trump once accused of by a, a, a sex worker? You know, of pictures, incriminating pictures and all that. Uh, are we talking the R word? I don't know what the R word is. I'm I'm too tired to think oh, about that. Uh, rape. No, I don't. I don't. Look, let's let's move away from that. <laughs> okay, like, I think right. it, I think her name was Stormy Daniels, if I remember uh-huh, correctly. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing, right? <sighs> this has happened more and more. It's not especially prevalent, but it's happened more and more as of late, where people. Or writers like in manga and anime are starting to insert Trump into the story in some way or another. I'm sure I've seen in something else at least once. Oh, yes. And I'm just going to come out and say it, right? Whatever distaste I have for the man, it's just fucking lazy as a writer to use him as a proxy. Like, it's just someone you recognize he's a bad man. And I'm like, how about you have an original character who's bad for reasons that you create for yourself rather than relying on some meta understanding of a, you know, a caricature of an existing caricature admittedly being shit it's so fucking lame when people do that do something original for fuck's sake don't import like actual real life like politicians or whatever in wholesale unless you're literally doing a documentary or you know something like that so you like to say whatever distaste i have for the man that's there but over here is just my issue with the fact that I just think it's lazy writing just to rely on that as a crutch rather than doing something new. Yeah, it's one thing, like, I have seen, I don't remember what manga it was in, but, um... I I think it's probably the same one I was thinking of, like, I can't remember the name of, because that's where I last saw him previously. Well, not even Trump, like, this was long enough to go where they had Obama-kun and Hillary-kun. Oh, God. uh, In it, um... And it was, but but it was meant to just be like a funny gag, like it was the actual characters, like a cameo, um, mm-hmm. and so that kind of comic silliness, I mind far less than um, using, like you said, a uh, the appearance or something like that of our historical figure. Um, I, I guess a, a, not even a historical figure because, but just like a, a sort of uh, current heat magnet. Uh, yeah. asshole guy to be like okay we don't really have to now do a lot of work to show that he's an asshole like you will just pick up on it through this appearance and while that may be kind of efficient for current day viewers like it's it's gonna make the anime age poorly and like you said it's just um, it's just a little bit lazy feeling when they could have gone uh, uh, some extra steps to make him a bad, but I guess they yeah. didn't feel like they needed to do that. So, well, considering this guy is meant to be the mayor of Sh- of um, of Kabuki Cho and Shinjuku, uh, and you know everyone has gone. Oh, and by the way, uh, a wall through the middle of Shinjuku. Oh no! Oh no! This it, is just hitting me. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Again. If you want to employ him wholesale for a particular reason, that's fine. If you want to employ him wholesale because you're too fucking lazy to write an actual reason for him to be a villain and for an actual reason, you know, to help develop this world you've built where Kabukicho apparently is a shithole, but they won't do any proper justice to it because... I don't know. Then start fucking writing. Go get a different job. I really, really <laughs> tire of this shit. Shots fired. <laughs> I I really, really get tired of this shit because it just shows how lazy the writing can be. Which... I have to stress, by the way, when we've had episodes like Lucy's, which were really well written, relatively for this show, it just doesn't... I don't understand it. How do you go from that to this? I don't don't fucking get it. So, yeah, uh, for, as I say, my distaste for the orange uh, fucking hobgoblin is well known. Um, and yet, as I say, even if I separate myself from that, we don't gain anything from not portraying characters like that necessarily, like I've said about a lot of other topics on this podcast. But using it as it is used here, which is just simply as a shorthand for this person is bad. Um, no. Do better. Mm-hmm. F minus. See me after class. Red Sharpie. Fuck off. Red Sharpie. Oh, well. So, and they they actually, I think could have done that with um, Irene. They could have done the same thing 
like relied on her name to totally communicate her character to us but i thought they actually did a nice job of like so they they kind of mention her mycroft mentions her and there's like a a tangible like oh shit moment to where like even if you didn't know who she was you know like something's up with this lady you need to pay attention she's not like the run-of-the-mill character here um and it doesn't really take much more than that a lot of times for someone who is not familiar at all with source material to like again to to note that you're doing something different or or a character is important mm-hmm yeah i've got no problem with irene being involved like i mean enforcing her like and relying on her like you know his collective history like from the franchise um that's fine She's a fictional character from the franchise they're adapting. It makes sense. Like, however, you know, bringing in Trump wholesale, like, you know, it's just... <laughs> uh. I, I did uh, kind of enjoy, like, you know, obviously you said, like, the, the sex robots is not part of the original story. But I I sort of really like that for the setting uh future kabuki cho uh you know very red light districty very sort of c cd vegasy type of, like it feels like of a piece with a lot of the rest of the stuff that we have seen going on mm-hmm. um, the milieu so milieu, yeah. i was into that um, um i'm again gonna disagree and i'm gonna tell you why um First off, again, I have no issue with the actual idea being used here, but all it seems to me that this was used for was as a one-off joke at the expense of Kobayashi. That's all the setup laid was for, really, in my opinion. Because, again, it's not showing any of, like, you know, the actual people outside of him, or maybe, you know, where people queuing up. Like, you know, there's no serious, like, discussion of, like, what that would do. I'm not asking for deep, profound, philosophical, like, sci-fi nonsense, like Blade Runner or some shit here. Um... But it just to me again seems like they ended it on the joke of like Kobayashi having used one of the robots and now suddenly he's got he's like, itchy. You know, yeah, he's super itchy. And I'm like, <laughs> so that's what this whole setup was for. It was for Oh, don't joke. don't forget the also they got two jokes out of it, Shadon. It was that joke, and then also the fact that um you know, Watson had to uh reach into uh presumably the robot's vagina to take the egg from it mm-hmm. <laughs> the egg the egg yeah. usb <laughs> yeah 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 oh man i, I just laugh yeah i was laughing so much <laughs> i didn't i really didn't honestly i did not mind it like i it, again it felt like at home in kabuki cho to me and it felt like silly and i don't know uh it's the wave of the future man wife mm-hmm. colon look into the future <laughs> i would i would i would be okay with that as i say if they did something more substantial with it as opposed to just using it for an exceptionally long like setup to you know make Kobe actually look like an idiot mm. uh, and i'm also willing to bet you that the robots will appear never again after this episode that would be disappointing like they, I'm then it would really that- feel disjointed yeah i'm willing to bet you that's what's going to happen we will not see them again uh, by the way, since you brought the robots, it now gives me a good time to talk about my next point, which is, let's talk about how you do and you don't do comedy. Because there was one joke that I really liked in this episode, which is that after as Kobayashi's waiting in the queue for purchasing one of these robots, Sherlock hands him a box of tissues. And I oh laughed my ass off at this. I thought that was really, really funny. Because it was, you know, visual humor. It didn't, you know, over-explain it. And you, you know, if you, if you're a wanker like me, I suppose <laughs> you can understand the joke. You can get it. Like oh. it was, quite, it was pretty sharp. That was a good joke, a good visual gag. And then they fucking ruined it afterwards by having Watson go, "Why does he need tissues?" Like, and having Sherlock over explain it, saying, "Google it." And I'm just like, call them a oh. virgin as well. <laughs> yeah, which in this show means that you shoot rockets from your knees or whatever it was. So here's the thing, right? Comedy. Let's talk comedy. Comedy doesn't really, in my opinion, or shouldn't have hard and fast rules necessarily. It's something that you write a joke, and you probably should take a good, long, hard look at it after the fact to make sure that it isn't offensive, or that 
you know, it's actually funny. Um, so there's that. But if there's one thing I should say more often than not you shouldn't do, it's to over-explain a joke or to explain it after the joke has landed. Like, I would have been much happier and I wouldn't have been annoyed if that scene between Watson and Holmes where he just went, what do you want tissues for? Like, was just completely dumped. Completely ejected from the show proper. This show's sense of humour is is very puerile, and that's in itself not a, necessarily a problem. But you don't need to, like, hammer it home repeatedly until it's just, like, embedded in my skull. Like, I had the joke. The joke, like, you know, it made me laugh. It served its purpose. Let's move on. Don't, like, over-explain it, please, and just kill, like, my enthusiasm for it after the fact. It's, like, the worst kind of over-explaining to, like... Because to me, you can do over-explaining comedically. Like, it, the over-explaining of a joke that actually isn't funny, it I think, can be done in a way that is very funny. I've laughed at a lot of, like, yeah, oh, don't no you get it? Fa- it's the so-and-so, yeah. yeah. This is like No hard and fast rules, yeah, but, exactly. But, but it's like, um, they just explained the joke that didn't need to be explained. And mm-hmm. that was... Yeah, it was. If you're if you're too cool. innocent, by the way, to understand what the tissues were for, you probably shouldn't be watching a Buki show. This Sherlock's is not. Yeah, with. this is definitely not for you. <laughs> like targeted for you. Yep. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Um. So, let me. I'm trying to decide which question I should ask. Did we ever find out what was up with Miss Hudson? Like why she was depressed. Or is no. that for later? Okay, so that's just kind of a it's a dangling thread there. Maybe in the in the two parter. Um, I'm gonna assume again, like what Chelsea will just amount to fuck all. <laughs> this is no, they can't. No, that I'm gonna. Uh, please don't don't do that show. Um, but it's I don't know if it's just realism, my type. Just the character I, moods. <laughs> that's such so dumb. I've never heard you say something with less of a straight face in all my life. <laughs> I mean. I know that this is maybe my tiredness speaking here, but my cynicism is just back in overdrive with the show. Like, from as much as I complained, you know, that the standalone character episodes couldn't carry the show on on their own because inevitably they will run out of characters to cover and meaningful things that they can, like, derive from them. Uh, we're back now to, you know, adapting stories wholesale and Adler herself, like, she didn't leave any, like, what was new and distinct about her from the original uh from the original stories. Nothing that I could make out. She didn't leave, like, a very unique, like, impression on me, whereas I could, for whatever you can say about Sherlock, at least this interpretation of him is very, very wacky and different in his own way. Yeah. You know, with the Rakugo and all that, which seems to have actually fallen off by the wayside a little bit here and there, as it turns out. But Adler here is just... there? She's just hot anime mom, number 47. Um, oh, by the way, did you get the impression as I did that all of the um, fembots were based off her? Uh, yes, I definitely did. I don't know how to feel about that. That's that's Godfrey Norton's, like, you know, love and appreciation for his girlfriend. Which is to make replicas of her so totally. she can be fucks the world over. It's like, huh. uh, you know, guys that, that date sex workers and are cool and turned on by it you know uh, who who are we who are we well, to judge the love and kinks of others well here's the thing dot right you're absolutely right maybe they should have made that a thing in the episode and address it <laughs> rather than just have it be i don't want similar. them going into those kind of details <laughs> that would feel like overkill to me to me well why did they visually design like the, as in the showrunners why did they visually design the robots to look like them if they're not going to address it I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they uh maybe they wanted to leave it as a as a mystery for you and me to to deduce together. Well, I've got a, you know, proposed solution to this mystery, <laughs> which is that they're all high off their fucking kites. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um so it sounds like that you're not digging this show very much and uh i am with you and i was trying to think about why and i think this might be a useful exercise for people who are also maybe a little frustrated with how we feel about it 
So, I think for me, Shadon, like, a lot of it stems from the episodic nature of the show. Um, I don't find that this... Uh, generally, I prefer, like, in my anime, serialized stories to episodic ones. Now, that's just a general heuristic. That's not a mm-hmm. 100% rule, because there's plenty of the other stuff that I do enjoy, but, like, I find it that it's hard for episodic series a lot of times to like keep up momentum for me um in terms of my interest if i'm especially watching week to week but i was thinking of one that i really do like and that was um standalone complex um because i was thinking about kenji Kenji kamiyama today Um, well and i was like well that what what did that show what was it about that show that kept me so interested um despite like the the episodic nature of the stories and it sounds like you have opinions on what i'm saying so i'll let you go ahead um here's the thing right i wouldn't mind this show being episodic if the actual standalone episodes like were worthwhile i mean do you remember episode four with the shirkark how could i forget how how could you forget indeed so, okay, what the fuck was the point of that episode? I don't know. I don't think there was a point to it. I think they just thought it would be funny, and I didn't laugh during that episode, so they failed in that. Uh, but listen, you know. you, you'll remember forever the fact that you're supposed to drink the milk after the bath and not before. Uh, thank you very kindly <laughs> for that little bit of cultural knowledge there that I will use on my inevitable trip to Japan. Yeah. Thanks a bunch for that, Kabuki Show Sherlock. Um. So no, like, I don't have a problem with, I mean, how many, I was just actually thinking, I've recently been re-watching Macross Frontier, and yeah. guess what? There are episodes in that that don't have a connection to the overall plot, like Michelle's, you know, the one where he's like, reminisces about his dead sister and all that. Yeah, 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 No, yeah. No, no over, no, you know, real link to the actual main plot, character-driven stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was still fun to watch, it was still enjoyable. And gave us an insight into his character. So, I I must stress, like, while I do prefer serialized storytelling a bit, if it's just a standalone episode-by-episode thing, like, let's say, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, which, you know, didn't have really an overarching plot or even address like that until the very end episode, I still enjoyed it because the individual episodes were enjoyable. It's just that Sherlock has this unfortunate crippling flaw, which is that the episodes are unremarkable or plain shit. <laughs> <laughs> right right. so I don't take umbrage with it simply because it's episodic I take umbrage with it because it's just not interesting or funny yeah well there and, and there are like not great episodes of standalone complex um, especially in the first season and and you know there are less good episodes of like Cowboy Bebop which is you know four fifths episodic um but it's like, what do those shows have? Um, Likeable characters? Yes, exactly. So this is what, so like even in those down moments, like they don't lose interest for me because the casts are so strong and so likable, and we're so interested. Like you know, Major Kusanagi, Bato, uh, Tosuga, like section nine like what is what are they gonna get up to like can i offer a controversial side opinion by the way just while we're here talking about ghost in the shell of course i reckon i reckon that series would be so much worse if togus had just flat out didn't exist in it oh yeah here's the here's the thing right i remember watching the ova version of the laughing man um storyline and the scenes in which togus is actually trying not to be killed by the guys who are attacking him as he visits the sunflower society is the best bit in the entire ova mm-hmm. because you actually feel a sense that he might end up you know dying yeah. it's that little thing called tension whereas you know okusanagi's like you know getting the shit kicks out of by this like power armor and i'm like please <laughs> just yes. just a side note that's why it's good that he's in it but anyway yeah. that's not oh, he's not there togus is great he's the best um but yeah, and then like the same for the crew of the Bebop. Like they could go off on their own, and they often do. They could be together. Um, 
it's just like this crew, this cast, so freaking interesting, so fun. Uh, I really, and Sherlock, to me, there's not really, there are not any characters that hold the candle to any of those, um, Mm. except for maybe, um, uh, like Lucy is a is a good character, um, but she's like one of the whole cast. Who mm-hmm. I mean, it's just full of people. I don't really care about what they're getting up to. Yeah, and I feel like the that's se- not all my fault. This isn't any of your fault, honestly. So here's the thing, right? There's one key flaw in this show with regards to the characters, and that's as I've said before, it's Watson. Watson needs to be the most, like, well, not necessarily likable, but certainly the most relatable. The one that we can get behind and root for. Because that was the original idea of the Conan Doyle stories, which was that he was the lens through which the world was viewed, and through which, you know, Sherlock's, like, arcane ways were interpreted. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe, if they were, you know, so familiar with the source material, the writers of the show maybe should have picked up on why that was the case, why Conan Doyle did that, because... Spoiler alert, he wasn't putting shit out for no reason. He wasn't just, you know, having Holmes be, (laughs) sorry, Watson be the viewpoint character just because it would be a laugh to do so. He had an intent in mind, which was, again, to have this unusual and, like, inscrutable person be passed through the perspective of your average English gentleman. Or, you know, your everyman, even. Mm -hmm. So maybe they should have done that in, in this case. Whereas Watson, in the episodes thus far, has been... A complete fucking imbecile. In fact, he's an imbecile <laughs> in this episode because um, am I wrong in thinking that he bumps into Sherlock in disguise outside Adler's mansion? Uh, that's not Sherlock. That is um. Why was he wearing the same disguise? Well, as it's, Sherlock? it's a. That's it's, what threw me. It's a. It's supposed to be like a like a, a. How do you call it? A joke, right? Of like he's wearing uh exactly the same disguise. It's just a different colors and then they'd be like oh i've caught you this disguise is terrible it's the worst ever how did you think you were going to get away with this like as a as a callback to how shitty sherlock's disguise was in the second episode but he doesn't recognize it immediately it was another detective uh no he doesn't even know the man is disguised sherlock thinks is an old man who's has a yeah. problem yeah except i'd like to point out that watson has seen Holmes in that disguise in this show Different colors, like when, but yes, he definitely has. <laughs> so how he? So why did? He, this is why I hate Watson the show because even though it's not Sherlock, why he didn't recognize it? Like I know I'm being pedantic and nitpicky here, but like you could have done something neat with that, where you know Holmes like sorry Watson clearly has like you know his own agenda of get or like his own plan to get the USB stick, and he almost does even. So credit to him for that at least. But come the fuck on, when it looks exactly the same and he can't even recognize it, and he's just been a complete moron for how much of the show's run this far, I'm just like... Yeah, that character definitely needs some meat on the bone. He Uh, needs anything. Yeah, he's... A lot of times in anime, like, I'm generalizing here, but I I feel like in, uh, like, otaki kind of shows, you... If the idea is to have an everyman, the tendency is to like just make him as milk toast as possible, mm-hmm. and you know maybe this is what they were leaning into a bit with with the good doctor here, and uh, it's not working very well for me because yeah, because I don't I I don't really I mean I know he needs to be around so we can figure out what his case is later, but like eh, I mean in the meantime like whatever. You know, we're, I mean, we're a third of the way through the show, and we've barely even touched it. Yeah, there ended. Was did were there any uh, uh, more seeds planted for the larger story in this episode? Because I didn't pick up on anything carrying beyond, the threads forward. Beyond the revelation of the mayor's existence and who he is, and again, see my previous point from about half an hour ago about how I feel about that. Um, no. I mean, why why is the wall there? I still don't know. Why is the conspiracy happening? I still don't know. Uh, And I'm not saying that we have to know anything, well, everything, I mean, say at this point. But, you know, maybe, again, we should be breadcrumbed on this. Rather than spending time making jokes at Kobe Ash's expense because he put (laughs) his end away inside a sex bot. (laughs) 
Is that really the best way to spend our time in this show? <laughs> well, hear, hear, hearing that you're upset about it is is not a is not a bad way for me to spend my time. I have to say, it's like, it's kind of enjoyable. But now, look, I we said this before. Uh, breadcrumbs are nice, and um, I'm I'm starving a little bit here. Show I need you to sustain yeah. me with something here. Making making Watson to an actual likable character here, or someone like you know whom we are meant to see the world through, like maybe use him as he was originally used in the Conan Doyle stories, that would be a significant step, probably the biggest step you could take to making this show more interesting. But as it stands at the moment, he's an ass, and everyone else is too weird and quirky to like truly be scrutable. <laughs> now, okay, I mean, I mean, okay, like Lucy. Still best character in the show. Yeah. But I must again stress here, Lucy is a tertiary character. She's not even secondary in my opinion. So when your best character is someone who, to my also my memory, doesn't even really make an appearance in this episode, like you're she's, doing it she's wrong. There. She's in a You're scene. doing it Yeah, she she's in the background, but yeah, like that's it. you're doing <laughs> it wrong, show. I I appreciate what you did with her, don't get me wrong, and I don't want that taken away. But maybe you could give the same treatment to I don't know any of the other fucking characters is that too much to ask and, well they you know they tried last week with kobayashi um and it was all right it was yeah that's the thing is like it was fine but i i don't know i'm not like oh yeah like kobayashi's in this episode hell yeah you know I'm just sort of like well it's kobayashi again um and he's going to go you know fuck a robot that's that's pretty Interesting. Plug and play. I guess it's great. <laughs> God damn it, how dare you? Oh goodness. Um Well, I had another point. Oh, that other point was um not only it, it for me it's not um just that you have a lot of quirky characters who we haven't dived into. Um because like we have the cop, we have Miss Hudson, you know, several characters who we don't really know anything about. The the neat freak detective. But uh, we have a character who I actively dislike and who has done nothing to win me over at all, and that is uh, Mr. Holmes himself. Um, you know, this episode, he was just a dick some more, and great. G- good. That's she's really winning me over here. And, mm-hmm. um, and look, th- so I have liked shows about dicks. Break- yes. Breaking Bad, amazing. Mad Men, incredible. Shows about bad people um, that I still want to spend time with them. They are fascinating and great. Like, I just don't find Sherlock fascinating. Like, he's just just an asshole, and he hasn't really been made interesting because he doesn't really have a flaw. Um, So I don't know. Uh, I don't really like him. Here's the thing, right? I haven't seen Mad Men, but I have seen Breaking Bad. You were not at any point meant to find, like, Walter White, you know, likable. Uh, well, at least not in the after the first season, I would argue. We right. could certainly argue specifics. Indeed. But you're not meant to, like, get be you know, root for his actions. Like, he does ho- horrible, awful things, and that, in the end, is his downfall. That's the key. When you have characters who are dicks... Usually, what you want to do is to then show their dickishness being the downfall or some of of them or something that continually leads them to being in a bad place like where they are right now. And you then have a different kind of dickishness in shows like this and S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, <laughs> which is that their dickishness is because they know better than everyone else. It's a kind of smug superiority. And that, as I say, is something that people can imprint on. And uh, I don't fucking care for that in the slightest. You know? It's not we entertaining. No, it it's just like patting people on the back for being like so superior and self-assured than others. And no fucking thank you. That's a shit way to view the world. And I don't want that. It also doesn't make for interesting TV. Even inspired that. Much in the same way as I say, like how important Trump wholesale is a bad thing. Not because it's him specifically, but just because it's lazy. Mm. It's lazy to also do this just to pander to people, you know. 
with like, hey, here's this character who's smug and spirit. And this is what I said about like in the very first episode we did where I felt like, you know, a lot of people like identified with Holmes because they thought, well, he just knows better than everyone else, doesn't he? You know, it's that kind of like mm-hmm. self-assured, like smug, superior nature. And I just don't fucking care for it. At all. You're saying a lot of people are waiting on the moment where, like, they get to, like, walk into a room and be like, well, actually. (laughs) Yep. And then own everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, now that I've all owned you, I'm going to go have a lot of sex and get free money. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (sighs) I mean, you did, after all, describe Sherlock as being woke on a woman previously. That's why I think the whole idea of it is he's being woke, and that's why people are supposed to like him. And... You know, I'm not saying you don't have to make a character woke. That's fine, you can do that, but maybe do it for a reason other than just, you know, like... Because? Doesn't make for an interesting character in the end, I'm sorry. Do you have any other talking points about episode seven here? Um, not really. All I'm all I'm gonna say now is it's just that we're in uncharted territory here with this show because now that Adler's in and now that her like her origin story has been done, pretty much as I say, point for point, although missing a lot of the points of it and not being as good. That that by the way is pretty bad when you've not even reached the same standard. <laughs> it's pretty shocking isn't it um, I'm curious as to what they'll do next but I will at least credit them this say for the kind of like you know sideways you know insert idea of hey what if we turned her into a sex bot and sold her like you know to different countries across the world they at least didn't treat her visually like you know in that kind of way they didn't like you know go all fan servicey on her or anything like she did come across as quite confident and quite self-assured and smart so kudos for that i will give them that at least even if i do find the idea of turning into a sex bot a bit daft because again it just seems to be like for an extended joke that i didn't find funny in the end apart from the very first time that it was used although i suppose that applies to the sex bots as well because they weren't funny after they were used for the first time anymore hey <laughs> <laughs> And the refund, the refunds on that are going to be something. I mean, hey, you'd have thought that Sherlock was turning into a pre-apocalypse story because you know, at this point, it's, <laughs> it's that Futurama right. skin. Yeah. <laughs> Where are all the football stars? <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, the we'll get to see like a like a montage of like when the the bots are like go public and they're shipped out to the nation of Japan and then the world and in the background, it'll be sort of transparent, like the birth rate chart with like plunging down. Yeah. And and then insert stock footage of the Hindenburg disaster just for effect. <laughs> you know, you know what I just read that made me really sad. Do you, do you remember the name of the mayor, the Trump guy in this episode? I don't. He's called Sebastian Moran. Mor- Moran. Moran. Uh, Mayor Moran. Uh-huh. Well, may- maybe Mayor Moran, like, you know, should start explaining why the fuck he built a wall through this city. I- I'm actually now really angry at that, come to think of it, that we're now seven episodes in and we still have no explanation for this. None. This thing that does not exist in real life, not even a fucking hint of it. I don't even- Come, like, the, f- if- come the fuck on, show, Really? Like, I would be okay with cryptic hints. Like, some, something. Anything. Something. And maybe it's, like, one of those deals where it's like, you, we've been giving you hints the whole time, and you just haven't even oh. noticed it. Oh, they're so for that deeply hidden. <laughs> I did not tell like, I I'm just going to state again for the record something that I stand by as a, as a prospective writer here, and from my perspective as a critic. If you're going to put something in a, in a show or a work of fiction, then not do anything with it, here's a hint. Don't put it in the show. Just don't put it in there if you're not going to do anything with it. It seems pretty simple to me. They'll do something I mean, with it. Do, do you later, serve up raw chicken, you know, to people? No. Fucking do something with it first. So this is like... Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, I'd I, I finish my point. So I think, it, you know, you raising this point actually helps 
clear up in my head an issue I think I have with the show and a lot of anime to be quite frank like it it feels like a lot of uh what comes out doesn't really have a like a respect for um the runtime that it's been given like it feels like a lot of this is like oh we have to fill tv um and we have a kind of first couple episodes and some bullet points of the big overarching plot mapped out. We can kick the can down the road for a while until we figure out what we want to do later. This you is know, what you and I discussed in great detail with Darling in the Franks, and it's my big beef of a lot of anime as well, in that they continue to bash out the scripts while the show is being made. Yeah. Which seems monumentally stupid. Yeah, like, I can. I'm not saying, of course, that if you have a free book trilogy in mind, that you must release all three books simultaneously. I'm not that daft, but you must have a concrete plan of what your story should be before you. I would argue start animating. Like fuck what Sakaga people say. Like you know where it's all about the animation telling the story. No, fuck that. You can't do that without a story to begin with, and you certainly should not be making a story up as you go along. You know. I think back to one of my favorite shows of all time, Madoka Magica, and guess what? That had hints to the actual plot from the very first episode. Like, that was meticulously well-scripted and Mm -hmm. crafted. Whether you like the show or not, it is undeniably an extraordinarily well-written script. It is efficient. It makes good use of its runtime. It sees a lot of hints as it goes along. It's very well-textured. Like, that's why I adore that show so much beyond simply also its content because it's just a great, it's just really well written, and it was clearly planned out. Save for the fact that the fans then ruined it, but well, <laughs> I still think I still think that I still think that Jenner Abachi, by the way, is possibly the most baller man in anime because he wrote a show which was essentially about be careful what you wish for, and then the fans got irate that it ended the way it did, and he was like, oh, oh really? I guess you didn't get the lesson then. Let me just write something up for you. Is that Whoops. is that what the movies were? <laughs> I don't know if I should spoil it or not, but um <laughs> <laughs> So I've seen I've seen the show, I haven't seen the movies. Well, from my understanding of the movies, uh Madoka does indeed come back, but that's only because Homura is like trapped in like her own like witch's nightmare at this point. And it kind of undoes everything the show that happened in the show, but also means that you know that Homer now like has become a witch herself and is controlling the world, and that's the note that the films end on. Oh my god! So things are worse than they started. Spoilers because people were for these because people were oh fuck it, who cares? <laughs> um, because people were mad, like you know that Madoka was dead, quote unquote. Even though like I found it very bittersweet, but yeah. <clears throat> So good on you, Jen. Good on you for, you know, taking your fan base's wishes and completely and utterly mind-fucking them as a result. Oh, you wanted more, did you? You wanted more, did you, motherfuckers? Well, here you go, then. Have some movies. Have some movies that leave things even worse than they originally started with. Because you didn't get the one lesson my show was trying to impart on you. For all that your fans, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What a guy. What a fucking guy. So, um, for me, the gold standard, at least that I can think of off the top of my head, for a really, really well-planned show, a show that has, again, reverence for the number of episodes it's been given, planned everything out ahead of time, and down to the letter, and said, we're going to tightly pack these episodes and deliver something that itself does deliver on all of its promises and that's um Bacano. Uh it's mm. a eleven episode anime by um it was written by it's this light novels, but it's the guy that wrote Durarara, which is probably more famous, um, which is kind of a shame. Not that it's famous, but that it overshadows Bacano. Um and yeah, you, you and you can tell Bacano is planned so much by when you get to the end, you see, like, oh my god, everything in the first episode was because of 
what happened at the end and it's telling me a lot about it and lots of things I didn't understand like sort of occur here and if you loop back around and watch the beginning like oh my god all this now makes it it's just so clear that they had the entire story planned out and mm-hmm. uh and they just really nailed it. And everybody should watch that show um, because it rules. Uh, unless you were very young, there's um, there's a lot of blood in it. But um, mm-hmm. but God, that's really good. And and this to get back to this anime, Sherlock Kabuki uh, Kicho. Uh, it, it yeah, it definitely has that feeling where I, I'm starting to think like, and have been thinking for a couple weeks. Like I don't know if they know because we're not getting anything. Um, in terms of like the greater wall mystery or Watson's mystery or Jack. And I mean, I guess you could argue like, okay, but no, you're getting character episodes. So that's like something, but, um, but I just need more from the overarching story just sprinkled in again, even if it's cryptic, just something, some kind of hint. And, but it just feels like it's there and it's going to sit there until like episode, you know, 18 when they're like, all right, now we're gonna, now we're gonna do the wall end thing, and uh, up to that point, it's just like they could have been doing it, but they're not, which makes me feel like I've wasted my time, in some yeah. ways, you know. I, as I say, if you're not gonna do anything with it, don't put it in the fucking show. It's really that simple, and then you can do other things with the time you freed up by not including this stuff. Yeah, who the fuck, hey? One caveat I need to make to all the stuff we've discussed, though, is I'm aware, of course, there are shows that have been going on for a very long time, like One Piece, for example. Now, personally, not my cup of tea to be watching a show that's like 500 plus episodes long. That's just me, though. And here's the thing. From what I've seen of the way people treat One Piece, the reason that they keep coming back to it is because they want to see new adventures with the characters they've known for so long. This is why people still watch Pokemon, for example, or I don't know, something like Dragon Ball, where the characters do change over time. They have families and everything now, for Christ's sake. Like, there is an ongoing story with characters that you really, really like. Mm -hmm. So when I say that, you know, I want a structure and a plan to it, maybe not necessarily, but at the very, very, very least, I want characters I can get behind. And currently we have one who is... Like, not even, like, <laughs> on the pecking order, like, uh, well... And that's not that, an like, insult, that's just a fact. No, that's just, that's just, yeah, like, the best character thus far has been the one who had the best character-driven episode, of which there's only been two, so that's kind of like, you know, a two-horse race, really. And everyone else has just been, bleh. Well, look, different different shows have different goals, you know what I mean? Like, for... for... What, well, what's the goal of this show, then? Oh no! This is not me. Know. No, this is me supporting your point. This is not me contradicting your point. This is me no, no, and that's, I, 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 yeah, and I, I was, I, was, I say like, I just don't know still what this show's trying to do. A, for, what does it yes. want to be? So like, um, you know, shows like Dora, uh, Doraemon, has been going on for I don't know, probably about as long as I've been alive <laughs> on Japanese TV. But it's a sitcom, you know. It's it's like to make people laugh on an episode per episode basis. And that's, you know, to, to endear you to the cat without ears. Um, one piece, like you said, uh, the goal is to like, have these really likable superhero characters, uh, you know, have these shonen arcs, these battle arcs, go on adventures. Um, but this show, it knows it's got 24 episodes it knows it's a Sherlock Holmes thing. It has set out in the very beginning that we're gonna that we have Jack the Ripper, a serial killer case. We have this wall, and we have John Watson with a mysterious case that he wants to bring to Sherlock. These kind of three central mysteries that you can have smaller mysteries, you know, be around, of course, and you can have character focused episodes, but those three things seem like they are like the the sun which these other planets orbit around and we just have gotten jack shit about jack them. the ripper jack the ripper shit uh, yeah pretty much so we'll see what happens next week with adler and what they do because 
that's going to be new stuff, and I'll be watching that very closely because I don't know. We'll find out. We will find out. We'll be back next week to cover Kabuto Show Episode Eight: Irene Adler Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. I guess the Ocho. The Ocho. It's always good when the Ocho comes around. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm sure there have been instances in the past where I've watched episode eight of shows and it's been anything but the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. I'm going to start crying in a second. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, look, I think we've probably uh, said uh, all there is to say for us about episode seven. And you need to go back to sleep. I need to go for a jog and then probably watch some Godzilla. Um, Are you going to question your life choices while going on said jog? Uh, I'm going to stave off the questions by listening to an audiobook. Um, I... Is it going to be The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes? No! Gordon no! <laughs> it definitely won't. It definitely won't. And I hate that now this is in the universe as a as an image. It's not happening. No, I've, I've, just, I've just finished the fourth Ice and Fire book, and so I'm I'm doing the prequel Ice and Fire book while I wait for the fifth one to come available. Uh, yes, I will be indulging in some well-written prose that is definitely planned. De- definitely to planned well- out, <laughs> George. Well, but he's, at least it comes to the books in that series. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Not the show is so I, much. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> anything at all about the TV show. Um, but anyway, this is not the Game of Thrones pod. This is Watery Death Show, and this has been the second stream, uh, episode seven, Kabukicho Sherlock. Um, thank you so much, our dear, lovely patrons, for supporting us. This episode will, of course, be in your lap first. And uh, if you are not a patron um, and you're getting this uh, a couple weeks late, um, you can join our community of patrons by going to patreon.com slash show And we got three budget fed league tiers uh, offering you all kinds of rewards like Discord access and roles, the ability to vote in polls that shape the content, bonus episodes, audio essays, um, you name it. It's there. Good stuff coming out. Our uh, Christmas Ghiblies are coming out very soon. You're definitely going to want to get on that. That's for all patrons. Um, but uh, if you're not able to support us on Patreon, uh, leave us a review, uh, a rating on Apple Podcasts. Like us, follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter, YouTube, etc., etc. You know what buttons to smash. You know where to smash them. Um, Shadon needs to go back to sleep. So for that tired man in Manchester, I am the subtle doctor saying embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good night. <laughs>